Hey, I love to worship and I love to worship with that team right there. Pastor Joe Wood, brother, Pastor Joe Wood from uh, the Vineyard Community Church in Richmond, Kentucky in the barn of the Holy Nativity out here on the Green Hill in the middle of central Kentucky coming to you with our last message of the year. And there's a good chance I've been watching way too much Dave Barnes music on Instagram, but you really ought to pop over there just for fun and uh, listen to that guy because he's an absolute riot. Listen, we're at the end of the year and I'm at this place where we just need to smile and laugh. We really do. Look at, we made it. We're here. This is the last Sunday. And it's an amazing thing. Didn't the worship team do really good? I, you know, I asked them to stick around a little bit, but look, you guys, you, you need to move along now, okay? You, you've had your turn. You were up here already. I, I'm not sure what they're doing back there, but uh, hey, that's the way it is. We have actually had a blast, even with those cardboard cutouts. We had some, some things that I wanted to do with them all through the month of December with us coming and going in, at uh, Christmas season in each service, and it was going to be a lot of fun. But the fact of the matter is, we still have enjoyed it, and I'm going to be honest with you, interacting with our staff, that has been some of the best money we've ever spent for freaking the staff out when they come into the building and they think they're alone and there's all these people standing around. At the end of the day, our whole series was about looking for gold in a cardboard world or searching for gold in a cardboard world. And so we had cardboard cutouts of us to show that, hey, you know what? They look good, they look like us, but they're not us. And I just honestly wanna give a shout out to the staff at Vineyard community church, because I'm just going to tell you, since last March, they have been busting their tails to do whatever got dreamed up in my head or we sat down and wrestled with or whatever things we had to do. They have come out as gold, not cardboard, but as gold. Uh, to make these things happen and to make sure that we could, like Michael has always said or has been saying, close the gap between those of us that could gather and those that weren't ready yet. And we respect that. And so our goal has been, how can we bring people together without necessarily bringing people together and still make them feel like they had a good experience? And I, I hope to goodness that that's been good for you. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen, but the, at, 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 at the end of the day, we're still here at the end of the year. And so I want to share this message that I've got here with you. Um, you know, what do you, what do you do for the end of the year? What's the end of the year message? And how do we do that? And so as the staff has been moving us forward, as the gold has actually been coming out and we're coming to the end of this, you know, whenever you come to the end of something, what you do is you stop right at the end, right? I mean, right at the end. And what you do is you reflect back. Now, I want to I want to read something to you. It's not necessarily Christmassy and it's really not necessarily uh, New Year'sy, but it is kind of if you're going to come with me, if you're making a new beginning, it is something like that. So I'm going to be reading from the book of Luke, chapter nine. I initially just wanted to share verse 62 with you, but, but I'm going to back up. I'm, I'm going to back up all the way to 57, and uh, I, I want to share this with you. Okay, so just, just read along with me. If you've got your Bible, go ahead and open it uh, to, to Luke chapter 9, um, and let's just see what it says. Um, Jesus is walking along with his disciples, and uh, they're just kind of moving through, and, you know, they're halfway through the book of Luke, and, you know, we're, we're looking at things. So let's just pick it up at verse 57. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. So they're walking along. Jesus got his entourage and a man just runs up and says, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. 
He said to another man, come, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus replied, and this is, this is verse 62. This is what I want to talk about um, today. We're going into 2021. Wow, that's something I never dreamed of saying, you know, 20 years ago, but we're there. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, that's a tough statement. And when I said at the beginning there that what we're doing is we're coming to the end of 2020. And what I want to do is I just want to say that the way forward is by looking back for a second. And when Jesus shares this, what he's talking about is you're not going to move forward with the kingdom of God if you're hungering for what you used to have. You can't go back to what was back there and believe that God is going to take you forward. A lot of times people will come to church and they'll say, well, you know what we used to do in my church, old church pastor. And it's like, whoa, whoa, time out. You left your old church, remember? And so those are just the things that make us go, ah, you're right. We want something different. And I hope that as we leave 2020, and listen, set the politics down and set the COVID down. Just, just set that down for right now. I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is... How did you make the most of the life that we could live in 2020? And are you ready to leave that behind so that we can press forward? But it's okay for us to look back. It really is. Okay, so as we're looking at that, we, we would ask and say, hey, how did 2020 go for you? What was it like? I mean, what would you say, uh, those of you interacting online, you know, there's a little chat thing over there. Go ahead and throw up there. How did you uh, experience 2020. Was it a good thing? Was it a tough thing? Was it a good mix of both? Was it only one or the other? What was 2020 for you in light of everything that's going on uh, or was going on back then? Honestly, as we look back at 2020, it really was a bit of a tough year for everybody. So we can say that everybody has some of that. Listen, we lost loved ones. We did. Some died of natural causes in the natural course of events. Some died from things that were going on. I get that. It was tough. We birthed children and grandchildren, and that happened alone. Our, our loved ones that maybe passed away might have passed away alone. It was difficult. Our daily communities, our work, our school, our friends, they got dispersed over and again. And people may have enjoyed being alone, and I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't. It was good to be forced into peace and quiet. But then it got to be a little bit too much, didn't it? Because we, we need each other. We want each other. And that's important. A lot of churches honestly closed their doors. A good friend of mine that planted a church 10 years ago closed his doors um, just this week. And, and they're done. Um, it's, it's over. They can't sustain through this, this period. And, and it breaks my heart for them. Um, they're not going to reopen. A lot of people lost their, their life's work or their businesses and stuff. And it, it was difficult. But normal things happened as well. Relationships came together. I mean, I did five, or four, four marriages um, this, uh, uh, this summer. And the crazy part is I did two of them twice. But, but that was a lot of fun. It wasn't because it didn't work the first time. It worked the first time. They just wanted more people when they were allowed to have them. So it, it was good. But we're here. You and I, Sunday morning, December 27th, 2020. And I can't be in your presence, and I promise you it breaks my heart. <clears throat> but we're here. We made it. We got through it. And, and we're going to trust the Lord to get us through whatever's coming down the pike. It doesn't matter what it is. We're going to continue to move forward as a congregation. But it means pulling together, not drifting away. 
And I want to talk about some of these things because we're still moving forward. We are still loving. We are still praying. We are still sharing the truth of God in Jesus Christ. And people are still getting saved. And in the midst of 2020, listen, uh, if you got the letter that I just sent out, we still got to see people get saved. We still got to see people get birth. We still did uh, children dedications. We still saw people get new jobs. We still got to see things. We fed people. We built beds for people. We celebrated people. We helped people on the down low, on the quiet. We did those things because that's what the kingdom of God asks of us. And I was thinking about like, what's going to be the message um, going into it? And, and, and it's not the first of the year yet, remember. We're leaving. And so if we're going to leave 2020, if we're going to leave December, if the Lord's going to tarry, then it's like, Lord, what, what, do we, what, what do we say about 2021? And this is what I want to say. Lay hold of 2021 violently forcefully. Now, don't get crazy. I am not talking about, you know, marching and doing that. That's not, don't go there, okay? We're Christian people. We've got to be the example. And goodness sakes, some of the most godly Christian people that I know struggled with 2020. And I'm just, I, I'll admit it over and over again. I struggled with 2020. I did. All the things of 2020 pulled me one way or the other. And it wasn't because I was just being batted about on the sea. I actually have an opinion about some things. But it, honestly, it's best if I just shut up and stay in my lane and stay close to Christ. That's my calling. So here we are. And I'm aware of a hymn that says, Here I raise my Ebenezer. And in, a long time ago when I learned that hymn, when I first got saved, I had to learn what Ebenezer was. And what it means is here is where I pile up the rocks that say, I made it here. I made it to this spot. I chased God and I made it here. And so when my children come along and they see these rocks and they say, what are these rocks for? They're a testament where I say, oh, I need to tell you about how God brought me here. And you and I get to say we've done that. So we're going to lay hold of 2021 if the Lord tarries violently and forcefully. But let me lay that out. Let me, let me tell you, don't, don't leave yet. Let's, let's hear what it says. The word in the Greek is biastes. Okay? And basically, um, it's, it comes out of Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And this is what Jesus is saying. From the days of John the Baptist until now, until the day when John the Baptist baptized me, until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And that biastes means powerfully as well as it means forcefully or violently. It gets, in different translations, it gets translated different ways. But the idea is nothing is going to stop it. Since Jesus got baptized and began to show the first miracles of the kingdom of God breaking into this world, the now and the not yet. He is the now back then, 2,000 years ago. He says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. It's moving forward. People are getting saved. People are getting baptized. People are getting healed. And he says, and forceful or violent or powerful men take hold of it. And that doesn't mean manipulate it. What it actually means is um, that, that um, they're not afraid to. They're courageous, no, 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 courageous men. A, since John baptized Jesus, the kingdom is coming in power. But then in John 21, Jesus said, uh, John says, Jesus did many other things um, as well. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that could be written. And so the idea that John is saying in relationship to the scripture in Matthew is that it's been coming in power and so many miraculous things happen because that's what the book of John's known for, the miracles of Jesus. So many miraculous things happen that he couldn't write them all down. 
He just couldn't do it. So A, since John baptized, the kingdom of God's been coming to power. B, it's not for the timid. Powerful, violent, or forceful men take hold of it. And what that means is it's not for the weak-willed and the faint-hearted. Following Jesus, he said, unless you're willing to walk away, unless you're willing to come and follow me, you're not fit for the kingdom of heaven. And, and we've got to stop and understand there's no room for excuse makers. It's like get on board or get left behind. And that's, that's kind of a, like a bold statement to be making leaving 2020. Jesus spoke harshly to the church members of Laodicea. Remember in Revelation when he was speaking through John the Revelator? I know your deeds, but because you're not hot or cold, I wish you were either one or the other, but because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. And what he's saying is, look, it is time. It is time for us to decide that we are going to be about the kingdom business. And I'm saying that 2021 is a time for you and I, Vineyard, and those of you that are listening from other places, to lay hold of the fact that we are called to make disciples. We are called to testify because people are going to hell. And that has to be a real thing. So as we let go of whatever 2020 was, if we are going to win at 2021, we have got to begin to move forward recognizing that we are all in, that we have not been given a, a spirit of fear. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. That's what Paul told Timothy. Thomas said it best, I think, when, when he said to this, it says, then Thomas, known as Didymus, in John chapter 11, it says, said to the rest of the disciples, you know, Thomas gets a bad rap, but listen to what he said. Let us also go to Jerusalem with Jesus so that we may die with him. And what he was saying is, let's just all go all in. And since we've traveled with him the last three years, let's go travel with him some more, and it may cost us our lives. Wow. Let's go into 2021 saying we are going to be out there standing up for the world to see, living for Jesus. And that's what's going to be important. Now, if we're going to do that, there's some things we have to do. I was thinking that I would have a package here, but I forgot it and I'm in a barn. <laughs> but here's the point of the package. We just came through Christmas, right? You were all with your families. I hope you got to be with some of your family. But you opened up the package, the treasure, the gold was inside. I know for little kids, it's the box. But the truth of the matter is, your gift was inside. But here's the deal. If you're going to leave Christmas, you've got to get rid of the cardboard. You've got to get rid of the packages. You got rid of the baggage. Because you've got the gift, the gold. The gold is Jesus. If we're leaving 2020, then we have to decide how we're going to leave. And this is how I think we're going to leave. Number one, we're going to forgive those who have legitimately hurt you. Some of you come through 2020 and you've been hurt. I'm talking about legitimate hurt. And, and why do I say legitimate? Because uh, let's just be honest. Sometimes we project on people and we decide they've hurt us, but they really haven't hurt us. We've decided to be offended by it and take offense. And I just want to encourage you, you don't have to do that. You do not have to pretend to be a victim. God is not calling you to be a victim. Repent from being a victim. There is legitimate church hurt. There is legitimate people hurt. There is legitimate hurt out there. But then there's the hurt that comes from you kicked somebody in the shin and they took a, a, a swipe at you upside your head and then you said, hey, they hurt me. Have you ever watched the NFL and see what goes on? You know, a guy gets up and he gets penalized. And, and I can tell you right now, he's not the guy that should have been penalized. The camera backs up and shows you that he got kicked in the shin and then he grabbed a hold of somebody's face mask, but he got penalized because the refs didn't see that. Let's just be honest. Sometimes that's the way we live our lives. Listen to me. 
There are people that have hurt you legitimately, and we need to forgive them. There are people that we are proclaiming hurt us that we know we caused it, and we need to ask forgiveness. I've been there. I've been there. And we need to be careful. Paul says that we are accountable. We have to be able to walk up to each other and say, listen, I'm concerned about these choices that you're making if you're claiming to be a, a church member and if you're claiming to be a Christian and you're my friend. If I've got a relationship with you that allows me to step up to you and say, hey, what's going on? Not, don't step up and make statements. Step up and begin with questions. Hey, I need to talk to you um, because we've got to let go of some of these hurts that are going on. Okay, Paul says to the church in Galatia, he says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also will be tempted. We are to carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they're not, they deceive themselves. See, what Paul's saying is when we have this, uh, we see something going on and it's difficult, we don't know what to do, we can't just start throwing rocks at people. We need to go up and we've got a relationship that allows me to sit down and say, hey, you know, I know you're living for Christ and stuff, so how does, you know, like being drunk, how's that, how are you, is that something you should be doing as a Christian? It's okay for us to do that. But so many times people will say, oh, you got me church hurt or you got me hurt or you got me. Listen, listen, listen. People will hurt you legitimately because we're human beings. That's why Christ has taught us to, to ask each other's forgiveness. And so I'm just saying, if you're going to leave 2020 well and embrace or forcefully lay hold of 2021, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to forgive those who have legitimately hurt you. All right, second thing is, and here it comes, you've got to take stock of your own sin. God knows you have sinned. You aren't fooling him, okay? But the question is, who have you hurt in the midst of it all? You know? What's really going on in your life? Everyone has some sort of a narcissistic or toxic person in their life. And the fact of the matter is, I keep saying this over and over again, everybody is somebody's toxic person and everybody is somebody's narcissist if they say no to them. As soon as I disagree with you, it's, oh, wow. You know, the, the most difficult um, thing that you could possibly say is, well, if you won't do what I say, then I'm leaving. And it's like, okay, that's the definition kind of. But we, we kind of attribute things without having a PhD to be able to attribute those things to people and call them names and so rein that back in a little bit and let's just say that if we're going to lay a hold of 2021 we got to take stock of our own sin let's just go sit down in front of the mirror and let's just do some things you know jesus said in matthew 7 in the sermon on the mount for in the same way you judge other people you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own how can you say to your brother let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye so you can see in the midst of that i'm not going to tear it all apart but the idea is yeah, Yes, we all have sticks and planks in our eyes. And the point is, take something out of your eye so that you can help somebody. Not don't take the plank out of your eye so you can hit somebody with it, okay? The goal is take the plank out of your eye. But what it means is you have to go look in the mirror and see that you have a plank in your eye. And that's gonna be a difficult thing. Jesus, saying is don't, Jesus isn't saying don't call somebody and, and help them to be accountable. He's saying make sure you're dealing with your own sin and make sure you're acting out of love to that person. When you sit down with them and you, you begin to share, if it's not out of love, then you're in the wrong there. Our call is to help people get the stick out of their own eye, but not to um, judge them for having it there in the first place. Jesus doesn't give us that permission. 
So we don't like to deal with our sin, do we? We make excuses for our sin so that we can, in fact, um, be a victim and lash out at others. We make other people's sins worse than our sins so we can feel good about our sins. We need to keep a short account of sins, ladies and gentlemen, so that we can help other people. That's the whole point. Not so that we can prove we're better. I'm no better than you. I, I, I am not more holy, more righteous. The only righteousness and holiness I have is in Christ Jesus. And, and, and that's a maximum. That's what God sees. But now I have to decide how I'm going to live it out. And we live it out by being lifesavers for each other. Yes, I am my brother's keeper. I'm not my brother's boss. I am his Caleb, his Joshua, to walk alongside of him. John says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful, Jesus, faithful and just and will forgive us for our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and the word's not in us. See, we're all sinners. It's, it's okay for us to admit that and, and that we have a need. So, want to leave 2020 well? Hey, the word's repent. Let's repent and deal with our sin. Don't excuse it. Let's deal with it. Who do we need to apologize to? Who do we need to go to? Who do we need to pay back? Who do we need to take care of so that we can leave that in 2020? <clears throat> Let's begin to wrap this baby up. The last thing that we've got to do is we've got to choose obedience in 2021. Two things that I shared with you are things behind you. Put them behind you, deal with them behind you, and leave them behind you. The next one is what are you going to do going forward? How are you going to focus? How are we going to do this, okay? We're going to do it by choosing to be obedient. Yield, I think that's going to be a word that's important to us in 2021, but I'll tell you January 3rd, okay? But yield maybe to the Word of God. Yield to the written Word of God, not the rationalized Word of God, the written Word of God. First John, John says this, this is how we know that we love the children of God. That means each other by loving God and carrying out His commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep His commands, period. And His commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. In our faith, to obey God and not say, well, I hate doing this because God asked me to do it, okay? But to obey God and find joy in it is the evidence that we're walking with God. Saying no to the party, saying no to the drugs, um, saying yes to building my marriage, saying yes to being a good father or mother, saying uh, no to um, things that may take us away from these things, um, saying no to things that take us away from church or meaningful, like what Pastor um, Jana said on the, uh, I think it was the 13th of December. What is it that, that helps us to find legitimate gold for ourselves? We can't outsource our relationship to Jesus. We've got to say no to things that distract us from that. Um, scripture says that obedience is what God is looking for, not excuses, not human reasoning, but obedience. In Luke, Jesus says, uh, Scripture says that Jesus said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their very self? See what I'm saying? It's about obedience. There is no place in the kingdom of God for excuses, for cheap living, and low expectations and efforts. We give God our best. We trust God, therefore obedience is crucial in our relationship, especially to moving forward in 2021 as a congregation. We change our ways 
and we do it God's way. In the book of 1 Samuel, Samuel speaking on behalf of God said, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, that means witchcraft, and arrogance is like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. He was speaking to Saul. So God is asking a lot of you. And it's time to yield and step up to what we have already received. Paul writes to the church in Philippi, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things and if on some point you think differ differently, that too will, God will make clear to you. Only, he says, only let us live up to what we've already attained. You're walking with Jesus, let's live up to it. Let's live up to that which we claim as we go into 2020. It is time for us to leave, excuse me, 2021. It is time for us to leave 2020. How are you going to leave it so that you can enter 2021 well? This is the word that I believe that God wanted me to share at the end of the year, that we let go of what is behind us and pressing on, we lay hold of that which God has for us in 2021. Let's pray. Father who is God in heaven, I wanna thank you and praise you. Lord, it is freezing in this barn. <laughs> What, what a good place to just stop and say, all of that stuff out there isn't that important right now. We just want to remember, God, it started in a manger, our salvation. It peaked on Easter Sunday morning when the tomb was empty. But Lord, it's going to come back together with a thunderous crash on the second advent of Jesus Christ when the trumpet blows. The dead in Christ are caught up, and those of us that are still here will be caught up in the air with them. Until that time, God, we're carrying baggage and boxes and wrapping paper that we don't need to. We've got the gift. His name is Jesus. Help us to put the junk down, laying off every weight that hinders us. Help us to put the junk down. Help us to grab a hold of the gold and let go of the cardboard. Because God, I know you're gonna do something incredible in the church in 2021. And Lord, I wanna be a part of it. And I wanna do it with this group of people right here. God, we just release this upon them in Jesus' name. God, in the name of Jesus, we speak against this dumb virus. We just rebuke it outright. We, God, I don't understand it all. I, I know pestilence and disease came with Adam, and I know I'm wrestling with Jesus said it is finished, so the curse is paid for. So we just rebuke it right now against anything. And, and we speak healing on the people that are struggling with that right now, and it's time for that to be diminished. God, we lift up the leaders of this nation, and we just ask and pray that they begin to put people first that they do what's best for the people. And God, I pray for the church that we would rise up and that we would not be afraid to stand up and that we would push and we would say, this is the way it needs to be. And we would be that example of loving people, not as an institution, God, and not systemically, but rather individually, that you've called us to each one reach one. And we can make a difference and change the world. And we thank you for that, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we want to thank you again. Again, this is the 27th of December. Those of you that are thinking about end of year giving and you're wondering, yes, we would be happy to see our end of the year giving go up. We're going to enter 2021. We're going to be readjusting our budget and making some changes and doing some things. I want to thank you for being faithful. But if you would like to, please feel free to go ahead and do that. You can go to vineyardrichmond.com and you can see um, the various ways that you can give and you can choose which way that you would like to do that. Also, if you go to Vineyard Richmond, 
greenbridgman.com. If you go down to the lower right-hand corner, there's a button and it says chat, green button, the green button, I believe. And uh, there is somebody on the other end of that button that would love to pray with you. If you're just struggling with something that you just need to leave in 2020, it is okay to call them and say, hey, I just wanna talk. You don't have to give them your name. You don't have to tell them the whole circumstances. You can just say, look, I just want you to pray for me. And they will pray for you over the chat line right there. They're live. They will pray for you over the chat line. It'll be great. Hey, listen, 2020, was a, it was a good year because God was in it. And now we're letting it go. I'll see you after the new year. God bless you and go in peace.